0: Hey y'all Welcome to Holy Coitus, a community of hosts. H-E-A-U-X. We are humans who engage in consensual coitus, are kind to ourselves and partners, creative, fully embodied, unapologetic, powerful, and free. My mission is to encourage everybody and everyone to claim or reclaim their sexual agency and voice, regardless of what parts you were born with or changed, where you live, what you did in the past, what you learned in the past, what you plan to do in the future. Whether you've had zero sex partners or countless a week, your host story is welcome here. You are welcome here. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to my podcast in my little corner of the world. My name is Jenea, and this platform is called Holy Coitus. You can find me on the Instagram at Holy Coitus, H-E-A-U-X-L-Y-C-O-I-T-U-S. Today, y'all... I'm a little starstruck. I don't want to lie to y'all. Each and every guest is super special to me, and I'm always so honored and a little bit surprised that people share so um, vulnerably and beautifully on, on each and every one of my episodes and conversations. I remember looking on the internet and basically doing the Uh, Instagram version of cold calling and I found this Instagram page when she had like four followers or something like this and I was like you know what this is this one is about to be great and it is today's guest is the T-H-E divorced virgin (sighs) so she's going to be sharing her story her host story with us today and it is a fabulous conversation that I think you're going to love um you can find her on the instagram at the divorced virgin and also i don't want to like toot my own little horn but i am popping the podcast cherry of the divorced virgin so i am the first one who was able to finally get her on the internet and on the podcast internet airwaves and I am thrilled and so honored and humbled to be able to share her story with you all today so find me on the internet at holyquatus find the divorced virgin at the divorced virgin on instagram also shameless plug if you are listening uh your story is welcome here as well so if you feel as though you would love to share your host story, which is basically the story of your body, your gender, your sexual sexuality, your um, proclivities, your curiosity as connected to um, how you have grown to embrace who you are in the essence of yourself and your body, you are welcome on this podcast. So inbox me at holy coitus um also please check out the um old episodes y'all these conversations are so life-giving and i am honored that people do share um and the whole reason that i do this is because i truly believe that the individual narrative brings about collective liberation so (sighs) without further ado y'all it's my conversation with the divorced virgin enjoy Hello, everyone, and welcome to Holy Coitus. My name is Jenea, and I'm super excited to have another guest share their host story. So welcome, Mindy. You are the divorced virgin on the internet and kind of like a mini celebrity, and I'm super thrilled to share or to chat with you today. So... thank you
1: very many by the way and uh and uh thank you so much for the invitation i really
0: appreciate you oh my gosh anytime i love i love all of these conversations they make me so happy and so i remember when you first started the your instagram page you had like maybe five followers. And I was like, uh, this one is going to be a good one. And <laughs> <this> <laughs> you, you know what?
1: You were the very first person to reach out and invite me, uh, for a podcast. Like, so I was like, Holy crap. And I, you know, this is, this is the first podcast I've been on. Cause I just have been extremely nervous and anxious about, uh, I don't know, like, um, a little public speaking and, you know, it's on the internet forever, all the things, you know?
0: Yeah, but this is basically a conversation with 2,000 of our very best friends we've never met, and so, like, it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making the process easy.
0: Absolutely. So, um, I like to start my conversations with the same, and so my first question that will pop off with is what and or who taught you about sex in your body and what were some of those initial lessons that you learned um
1: i i grew up in purity culture and um they didn't have a name for it at the time exactly but it was you know very um focused on abstinence and um and you did not have sex before you were married, even if you didn't know what that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, I wasn't really taught sex. I was handed a book by Dr. James Dobson called abstinence. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad at one point um, said he, which he was not involved in our upbringing really too much. Um, my parents were married, but uh, he was just at work all the time. Anyway, he pulls me aside and he's like, I want to talk to you about the birds and the bees. Mm. And he goes, he's a very quiet guy. He goes, the birds and the bees. And we got out of the car and that was in that conversation. And <laughs> <laughs> it was well, yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. So um, there was a book by Tom Clancy. Um, that I I don't remember which one it was. And it had, um, a little sex scene in there. It was like mm-hmm. a couple paragraphs or one or two paragraphs or mm-hmm. something. And I read that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was my introduction. Yeah. I, I was like, what, probably 13, 14, 15, 14, something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, learned about sex from the card catalog. Like, I, I looked up sex in the dictionary, and it said penis and vagina. And then it matched my what my parents had taught me. And then I went to the library, because my mom said, my parents said, anything you need to know is in the library. And I was like, well, maybe... <laughs> these words will be in the library too. And then I found that there was porn in the library. And now, oh, it, no. well, it wasn't like porn porn, but for his five-year-old, it was X-rated shit, but it was definitely like some anatomical Kama Sutra. I don't know. And then it was a wrap <laughs> from there. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. So, same. And it's funny because
1: parents, like at least mine and a lot of purity culture parents think that if you're introduced to it mm. um if you have sex education then that means you know in school or whatever then that means you will be promiscuous and you will be like all this thing. and then i you know wasn't obviously i couldn't even you know have sex with my husband mm. um and and then I'm not trying to tell the story for you too, but then you had, you know, like, yeah. so it's kind of funny mm-hmm. how, how parents perceive things. I mean, obviously, right. We're all, <laughs> but,
0: mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know,
1: people perceive things completely different than, than true.
0: Yeah, it's tr- absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. There, there is, um, uh, I haven't had kids cause I, like, I prefer condoms, but like, the the people like they they think that the absence will keep you from doing whatever and then others are like no teach them everything and then they can make an informed decision and based on what i'm watching on the internet people are in the middle of these battles today on what to do with their kids to make sure that they don't go to jail and don't have 97 children so i don't have an answer maybe by the time i get knocked up i will (laughs)
1: consensually
0: knocked up absolutely consensually knocked up that is the goal absolutely (laughs) yes so after the tom clancy book like you said that you sat there and you were like oh my god this is something like what did you do with that information like did you sit on it did you make plans did you like hide it like what was what was happening in your head at the time um
1: that I was going to get in trouble if anybody found out I was reading the book, and I might even go to hell. Okay. So hell is the thing. Mm -hmm. Hell's the thing. Yeah. Because then it could bring, you know, impure thoughts, and I was was really interested and curious, and so, yeah, I I really thought I was going to, like, God Mm -hmm. was going to punish me somehow
0: or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hell's a scary, uh, it's a scare tactic. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very effective. Mm -hmm. for sure yeah so um we talked before we recorded about like your upbringing with education so you were a homeschooled person is that correct yes yeah yes can you talk about like what type of homeschooler you were like the community that you were in like because homeschool can mean a vast amount of things especially with religious folks
1: yeah um for the majority of the time, we were, it was very, very strict. Um, we were isolated uh, most of the years. Um, and, you know, I still know all the books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, um, that there was the religious education uh, was paramount, you know. So uh, I was in Bible quizzing and,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: all those things and, it was it was a way that I could I mean I was kind of I'm not sure if it was forced exactly, but it was a way that I could I could actually hang out with people, you know, kids my age. Mm. And um so I I participated and yeah. I memorized uh you know, a, a Tons of verses and even a, a book in the Bible. You know, I think it was, it was oh, I know it was James. And, uh,
0: yeah. Wow. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You were in it to win it. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you know. <laughs> Had to know the answers to those questions, so I'm bible quizzing.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you did have the religious upbringing. So, what is your, like... Um, I don't know if you're going to answer it now or later, but like your connection to religion, like, so you said that you were afraid of hell, you wanted to be the good person because you didn't want to go to hell. Um, Your friends were religious, everything was Christian-y. So did you stay this way for a long period of time? Or did you, like, what, what happened with the Religious journey that you went on.
1: That's a really good question. Um, so I dad would read the Bible. That was one of his things. He he read the Bible, um, to us out loud. I I read the Bible. It was part of my uh, schooling, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I would have all kinds of questions. Like it just didn't make sense to me, and then like a lot of parts of the Bible, like why did God allow like say lot and the, you know, turning her into salt and just different things. Like, Mm -hmm. um, everything was always, uh, there's a lot of consequence and punishment and not a lot of forgiveness, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and also, in general, it just didn't make sense to me. So I would ask questions, and I was shamed for asking questions mm-hmm. because if I truly believed in God, uh, then I wouldn't need to ask questions mm-hmm. because I, I would just believe uh, faith, right? Mm. And so, um, so I guess like the seeds of doubt were early, but I, but I continued, you know, in, in the belief, everybody around me, everybody I knew, um, were Christian, you know, and, um, and just, just little things would, would happen, you know, I would, I remember in homeschool, um, Mm. we had a book and mom would ask, you know, different moral questions of the day, you know, Mm. and one was, if a, I still remember this cause it was like, it was huge to me. If somebody was starving and she had kids, could she, you know, it wasn't right or wrong for her to go into a store and steal food. Mm. Right. Those, those kinds of moral questions. It was, I don't know what book it was, but we had these questions and I said, well, yes, because she, like, it would be wrong for them to starve like it would be okay for her to steal the mm-hmm. food you know just just things like that and of course it was like no it's horrible whatever. it's uh, always wrong to steal and the whole yeah. and the whole like moral relativism you know the whole like was out the out the window it was always black and white mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just um so all those obviously i mean that was you know, tw- probably 25 years ago, I'm 41. So, um, I, that, you know, those kinds of questions really burned in me. And I felt like a loving God, if he was a loving God, then he wouldn't, a mother would never need to steal it to begin with, you know, right. food to begin with and be put in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, um, now I'm, um, I went, Uh, atheist and then um I'm I'm kind of um I mean I'm I'm I still consider myself atheist however I'm getting to the point where maybe there's like a maybe a little spiritual component Mm -hmm. (laughs) to this life I don't know um so I'm playing with that right now
0: you know play is great is great I think (laughs) yeah yeah. in in all things yeah for me I think um I become righteously filled with rage at injustice and yes um, yes yes. me being a black woman surprise and growing up in white evangelical spaces I I cannot with what I see and every day on the internet and also like I've yet to I've had a I've had the privilege of traveling a lot in my life, and I'm so grateful for that. And um, I have yet to see a place in this world that has significantly and long term uh, had the benefit of with the introduction of Christianity to it. Yeah. And so I cannot support it. But also, like, if people feel as though they want to believe in this thing, then absolutely live your best life. But just don't be an asshole. Like, that's literally it. Like, just don't. Be, I,
1: think, just, I think bottom line, just don't be a dick.
0: Don't be a dick. Don't that's, be a dick. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not that hard. Oh, my it's God. It's not that hard. It's yes. really not. Be thoughtful,
1: be concerned, and don't
0: be a dick, Don't you be know? a dick. Boom. Yes, exactly. And so that's where I am right now. And... You know, like since I'm in the land of soy sauce, I went to church over here exactly one time and I walked in and it was like, it was like going back to the 70s uh, church. And so there was this like 10 year old kid like playing hymns in Chinese. And they had like, you know, the, the hymnals that have um, the squares and the circles and the triangles in the music. I don't know if you're a music person or not. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. So they had that, which is like, old school and then they had the the police guards in the back because i'm in china so like they had like a recording that went to the government to make sure that they were saying the right thing everything was in red and that was the government sanctioned church and i walked in and i was like "Hell no i'm not gonna be in here (laughs) absolutely not and so that was the first and last time i went
1: Mm -hmm. that's wild like i knew that there were government sanctioned churches there, right? Yeah. Like, I knew that because the whole like in hiding thing, and I remember mm-hmm. in the 80s mm-hmm. and early 90s, uh, the Christians, the evangelical Christians, yeah. uh, made a big deal about that, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and about them having to be in hiding, like, for their own churches, like yeah. in their home or whatever, and how they could get arrested. Mm-hmm. So, but that's interesting because you were actually in. A government-sanctioned church. There's that's so exactly
0: weird. one here in my whole city of 19 million people. One church. And Holy crap. Yeah. But there's tons of churches in Hong Kong because of whiteness and white supremacy and Christianity and blah, blah, coming from the UK. But over here... Well, I that's know,
1: gonna soon, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild to me. Oh, my God. And the other thing, this... Um, okay, so two things. So uh, there are... Um, small little cells of churches all over the town and I don't want to speak to that on the internet but um they do exist I don't attend but I know folks who that's what they want to do and that's great um but they also have moles like and so there's it's it's just you know but then if if like now that I think about it and if you know people if if someone from the outside looks at the impact of Christianity around the world and sees how problematic it is, they would not want that if they are trying to build a society that makes some sense. So okay. it makes sense why, but also uh, people just need to be kind, including the government. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I went to KTV, which I absolutely hate. And um, like karaoke, Are you singing in a microphone? Oh, oh yeah. yes, of course. Fucking hate it. Oh, my God. Because everybody... I hate it. Because I'm an actual musician, and I sing. And so to listen to... And I'm also very sensory, so I don't do well in loud places. And everyone here, they don't sing. Like, they're horrible. They are the worst. And then so to be stuck in a place with lights when I'm sensory and noise, and it's loud, and people cannot sing. And it's just prison, and so I went there, and they had Christian music in there. They had Hillsong, Jackie no Moleskis, Crystal Lewis, Rachel Lampa from the 90s. And I was like, oh, my God. It was wild. wild. That's funny. It's like they're doing the worship
1: thing there without yeah. the government you know, being mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did they have the rooms in some tri- like um, Asian? Well, I guess uh, was it Chinese or Japanese? or Anyway, they have the little rooms mm-hmm. um, yeah. for yeah. different. Pe- it's like that there mm-hmm. for charity. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's the worst. I hate it. Like everything's dark <laughs> in there. The lights and like there's mirrors in there, so you don't you can't see where you're going. And then there's these big seats. It is. I'll send you a video if I ever have to go again. It is literally sensory jail. It's horrible. <laughs> but people love it. And Katie is everywhere. Oh yes. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. But um, there is there is Christian influence in places. But it's it's just not. And it's for me, it's been nice to have a reprieve from it. And just to be like, mm. take a complete break from it all and be like, hmm, there's a lot of malarkey connected to this. But also, sometimes I do miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: interesting. And like the one church as opposed to like the churches on every corner, like here yeah. in the Midwest, you
0: know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's fascinating to me. Like, you know, I had a high school student come up to me and he was like, hey, I heard about something. Have you heard about this thing? It's called Jesus. And I was like, oh. What? I don't Why? know. What do you know about Jesus? And he was like, It's this guy, and like he does magic. And then, like, I read it, and sometimes it, he was like, It's kind of like you ask him for something, kind of like a soda machine, and then he gives it to you sometimes. And I was like, Fair. <laughs> Is that worth really, it? That really? Literally. Mm hmm. That's yeah. wild
1: about the magic thing in this sl- or the, exactly. the uh, yeah, that's wild. He's, yeah, Soda Soda machine. He's yeah.
0: like, yeah, you like talk to it, and then it gives you t- you things sometimes. But then also like you have to be nice. But I don't understand why he's not nice to everyone because I was reading and he's not nice to a lot of people, and I was like, that's fascinating information because I can't say anything. <laughs>
1: it was, wow, um, that's. That's an interesting perspective, oh, like yeah, from I'm the outside, sure. like that hasn't been an, either indoctrinated or just know what they're talking about. I have no you know? idea. Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> this place is wild. Oh my god, <laughs> wild. Yes. Okay. So, um, the so we're at the part with your um, you're in your teenage years. You don't like hell. Um, you're scared of it, <laughs> and. Yeah. Um, you have chose, did you choose to not have sex? Like you chose this or did you feel like this was chosen for you? Were you disgruntled or like, what were your thoughts about this?
1: I didn't think I had a choice if I wanted to stay out of hell. Mm. Like, I mean, so, so in that there was a choice, it was just like sex equals hell. Mm you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that was the frame of mind. Um, and, uh, what indoctrination gave me was just sex equals hell. So I was just, I was scared shitless of sex, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it, it was wild because they're like, I feel like I, how should I say I'm I didn't have a sex drive, I think, because it was the fear of hell. So even as a teenager, Mm. I didn't, you know, where it's prevalent and everybody's horny is, you know, uh, I didn't because it was connected to hell. And so I like my body, like I just did, I wasn't (laughs) in the, yeah. And so, um, and it took a long time to, uh, work that out yeah for sure
0: sure. yes yeah oh my goodness so how did you get from here to married to divorced like what was that like (laughs) did you get on the internet to find the dude like where where did you find this person to be like yeah absolutely I'll marry you
1: uh yeah um we, uh, you and I spoke before, yeah. so you knew I did him on the internet, but um, yes, um, it was kind of funny because my, my parents had kind of played with the idea of an arranged marriage because obviously I was supposed to be, um, I was supposed to marry young and reproduce, you know, have a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest seven myself. And so... So I kind of was like, I don't want that for me, and um, at the time, I did not. I wasn't really seeing many people. I mean, as far as like at all. I don't. I don't mean dating. I just mean like at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: so, um, so I met him uh, on Yahoo Personals oh, wow. when that was a thing, and. Um, you know, there was no uh, webcam. We didn't do the whole webcam thing. There was no, like I, we emailed back and forth and truly knew each other, uh, before we ever met mm-hmm. like in person. And so we'd had these long emails, these long discussions about God and Jesus. And I still have a lot of them. Wow. Um, I printed them off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny to read through him sometimes. It's horrifying, but it's
0: <laughs> funny to read. Plenty and horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, but yeah, uh, we we really knew each other, like, pretty much, uh, like, our hearts, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, you know, I knew he was a good person and everything. And he had he had been an atheist, <gasps> but he converted to Christianity, so that Y'all was all switched. Right,
0: you wow. Know? Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I just, um, but I was like, it's okay. Cause he's a, you know, he, he's forgiven now. Mm. Um, he believes now, mm. you know, like all those things. And, mm. um, and, uh, yeah, we, we end up, um, I got mom to drop me off at Barnes and Noble mm. and, uh, we met at Barnes and
0: Noble. It's a match
1: made in heaven yes and mm-hmm. it was so cute because he's um he's kind of a, a little a, a, how should I say he's kind of a shorter uh thinner guy mm-hmm. and so um uh he like I saw him like peek out behind the the bookshelves <laughs> you know like I was like that has to be him
0: ah, that's <laughs> so, <cute>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah that's how we met
0: oh so how old were you at this time and then I yeah. was
1: 18 I well we started emailing and stuff when I was 17 mm-hmm. um and then yeah 18 and then uh so nineteen. I got married a month into a uh, month and being 19 so wow
0: yeah oh my really young. gosh So, like, did you all talk about having sex before, like, you got married? Like, what was that conversation like? Was he interested? You weren't? You were? Like, how did that go?
1: You know, with him, because, you know, I was serious about him and kind of, you know, he was very romantic Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, um, I started like having feelings and you know some sexual urges and stuff but I had to like keep them down Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah it was it was kind of weird because it's it was always about the fear of hell Mm -hmm. it was always about like I don't want to go and I just I just was completely scared by it I mean the whole um evangelical fundamentalism uh does that very well especially with purity culture it's just like it's connected so well at least in my mind and I guess I probably you know since I was so involved in it and it was so you know ingrained in me uh I took it extremely seriously so when you know time came wedding night um we didn't have sex. Um, -hmm. in fact, uh, the whole time we were married, uh, we did not have sex. I couldn't, I couldn't turn on the light switch Mm -hmm. to be like, it's go time. I can have sex now. You know, suddenly it was weird because I remember I was like, that's it. Like now I'm supposed to be able to have sex. Like, Mm. I, now sex is suddenly okay. Like I couldn't, like it hmm. it, it took a while for me to process, hmm. um, I guess. It, and it took so long that, um, uh, my marriage was over by the time I figured it out <laughs> 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 that I could, that I could, you know, like actually, uh, in fact, I got, I lost my virginity. I was, well, it was funny. I lost my virginity of course, after, right. After I got divorced. Oh, And, um, but I was like, it was, it was one of those things I was like, I gotta get rid of it. I'm just so nervous. There was anxiety buildup, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get rid of it. I just gotta get rid of it. Well, you know, it was just one of those things I just you know, like giving away something or, or having a hot potato, you know, kind of thing like, but it was one of those where I had to choose like a decent guy, you know, that kind of thing. So there was this guy, it was so funny, um, used to give me free minutes at the Sprint store. You know, back when you bought the minutes? Yeah. And, uh, like, for overage, like, it was, like, you could go over, but it was, like, you know, so expensive. Like, I only bought, like, 400 minutes or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And he used to give me free minutes. Now I'm like, huh, he seems nice. (laughs) So, (laughs) and it was really hilarious because what uh I was like a dead fish in bed like I see I didn't know what to do I just laid there I just lay I mean just that's it that's that's all but after it was done he didn't talk to me again I didn't talk to him Mm um we it was very uncomfortable um Mm -hmm. but the good thing that that did for me in my mind was okay now it's done
0: yeah
1: I can move on Mm -hmm. and it was a psychological thing Mm -hmm. it was crazy
0: Yeah. yeah how old were you at that time I was 21. So it was soon after your divorce and you went to the prince guy. Yep.
1: I was like, I got to do that. It took me, it took me, I think like five or six months or something. I I just got to get, it was like a, it was like a, Like, something I I just, like, my focus was on. Like, I just have to do this. Like, I got to find the guy. I got to, and I got to go, I got to get the nerve up to do this. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to go to hell. I got to talk myself down from Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, all the things, right? Or even if I go to hell, and actually at that time, I was even starting my deconversion. So I'm like, I don't even know if all this is real. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm you know? And, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was all, all the things all at once. It oh, was not, and there was no, and there was no community. Like there yeah. was no, like, you know, uh, Instagram with all these people that are deconverting to, or, mm-hmm. de- or, you know, having their deconstruction process or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like, I was the only one I knew and yeah. uh, I try to talk to people and they just, think I was crazy Mm -hmm. either from the either from the point of Christian friends right or the other side where why are you having a problem with this this is like a normal thing (laughs) you know so there was nobody I felt like I could talk to it was crazy that's why I feel like the divorced virgin is, is it's important actually for me and I'm I'm really glad that um I'm able to help people too that, Absolutely. that have gone through, you know, similar or not so similar, but relate,
0: you know. Absolutely. That's why I do what I do, too, because I know that I'm not the only one. And if yeah. I can free or help somebody on their journey towards freedom of an agency, then I have done my job. But yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's people that DM me and, and tell me like um, uh, they were, have been married for five years and haven't been able to. Yeah you have sex and, um, there's a guy who said that, you know, he hasn't, um, had like, he can't really have sex with his wife 10 years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they've been together 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. And just, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, um, what people go through. And the thing is, is that they all feel that they're alone, you know? 'Cause they're not going out there, you know, telling people, telling their you know, they're like pretending that they're happily married probably. Right. Or you know, that um there's nothing there's nothing wrong. That none of this, you know, the purity culture stuff that we're just all pretending that didn't affect us. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Or or yeah. to the point where well, I mean, most people wouldn't understand anyway, mm-hmm. barring the yes. internet, but <laughs> people yeah. on the internet. But yeah, it's it's just interesting. So it was it's really cool to actually um, feel like I'm helping.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, yes. I'm curious. Yay. Did you like, did you tell the, your ex-husband about Sprint guy? Like, does, does he, <laughs> did he have thoughts about this? He was, He was
1: pretty disappointed um, when I started my sexual journey. After, um, for sure, this is a this is okay. So this is actually really, really super horrible, and I'm confessing in front of everyone. But I did at one point I put it on my post already. So way, way, way uh, one of the first posts. But anyway, uh, so we had kind of a we had a roommate whenever we were married Mm -hmm. right and him and I kind of in a way kind of flirted I mean I didn't know so much about flirting and I wasn't good at it you know at Mm -hmm. all but um uh you know because whole tempting men and all the things Mm -hmm. and you know um is is bad you'll go to hell for that too um but (laughs) uh, excuse me but um we ended. Up, oh, it was funny because, like at that time, it was like, um, in the computers they had the three and a half inch floppy, mm-hmm. and disk, and they had the, um, they had some other things very sexually named, and so he would play with that, and and I would play with that, um, and so after Alan is his is my ex's name, and I got divorced. It was actually officially annulled, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I had to go in front of the judge and everyone else oh. and tell them I never had sex with my husband, by the oh. way. Oh, my God! Yeah. Yes, and nobody believed me, and I had to be like, no, no, I really in front of a courtroom of people. Oh, I don't know why they did, yeah. Oh, my was, God. It was, anyway, mm. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so this roommate, so after the annulment, uh we kind of, he was a friend. So we talk ends up on my sexual journey. He was one of the first oh. and uh, he really did have, um, maybe a three and a half inch. Yep.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes three and three and a half inches. <laughs>
1: uh. And I'm like, uh, it was, I mean, on a good day, it was three and a half inches. So, oh, yeah, that was one of my yeah. Uh, so it was, um, it was fun. And so I guess I did tell my ex about that. Actually, mm, he was uh sad, mad, all the feelings. Sad, mad, know. all the
0: feelings. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause he was well endowed I mean I saw it you know he was very well endowed and then you know it so is. he was like tell me he was I was bigger than him kind of thing and yes. I'm like oh you have nothing to work oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is an yeah. excellent wow oh, wow yeah. yes God bless him <laughs> yes yes. Yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> and I decided to go on all these dates and everything. I mean, for a long time we didn't talk. You know, for a mm-hmm. couple few years, um, my ex and I, and uh, we're, we we we'd talk. We're friends now, and his mom and I are close. And I'm still, yeah, I, I know his wife and his his baby's getting bigger.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. that is so precious. I'm glad that you like he was able to move on after this little blip in his narrative I mm-hmm.
1: know right like I'm, I'm so bad I didn't fuck him up
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Too bad. laughs> that is precious oh my goodness yes yeah, so um after your first and then like did you would did you go out and just play for a long time and just I like did. all of them are great like any penis I could find any vagina like what a person like what. yeah
1: happened? well I, I went on dates and I would go on these dates and yes. the expectation was sex. Mm-hmm. Like if I went on the, if I let them kiss me, mm-hmm. it was over. I had to let them do everything else almost. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 I mean, it was horrible because that was the expectation mm-hmm. for that. And, and then my, the way I grew up, um, barring the whole sex equals health thing. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, it was to please men. Yes. And so, um, but, but I was scared about my numbers going up, mm-hmm. like as far as like, uh, my sexual partners. Yeah. So then I got hung up on my sexual partners. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. was a long process because, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, cause like, the, I was like, okay, so two, if I have a third one, does that make me a hoe? Oh, like, Does yes. that make me a whore? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to five i I'm or four and like, I wanted to just do another, I'm like, Ooh, five now five, I, that probably definitely makes you a whore, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. Yes. Okay.
1: I, I don't see your face or something. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Um and then uh yeah, and then it it happened at ten or you know, nine before ten. And I was like, Oh, double digits. Double digits. Uh, double yeah, and digits. so like I went back and I'd revisit like some of the people, you mm-hmm. know. Even though they weren't great or anything, but uh I was like, Well, I don't wanna don't wanna be a hoe. Yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um uh, and then it, t- it took a while to, to do all this. I mean, like a couple years, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then after I think about 10, I was like, I don't even count anymore. I think I'm in the hundreds. I mean, I know I'm in the hundreds, but like, I don't know where, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's great.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I was complete. I was just like, I got to get over this. Like I can't be counting. Like this is, This is not good for, like, what's the point?
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: After, you know? And so, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know the original question, but I don't, like, that's (laughs) right.
0: Yeah. I I remember one of the very few times when my therapist, like, halfway yelled at me is when I was like, my count is getting high. She goes, what difference does it make? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I I thought it was important, but I'm not sure. (laughs) yeah we
1: were taught that was important that mm-hmm. well and then I was scared about like how you know how we were taught was if you have sex with someone you have slept with everyone, everyone that, they, that, slept that with. they slept with so, so then so then I'm like well what is my count really right. if I don't know like if I don't know their count or if what if they're lying to me I slept with hundreds of people and really I only slept with five you right, know? it's terrifying. <laughs> you know? yes. it is. It's, it's very terrifying. terrifying. And so, mm-hmm. like the whole thing is like, you know, um, based on fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. keep you in line.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And
1: uh, yeah, and then having to to deconstruct all that. So yeah. while mm-hmm. deconstructing in religion and deconstruct, you know, and it's, not having even, yeah, so it, so much, so much, so
0: much, yeah, a lot for, <laughs> for me, I know my number um because i keep a journal oh my gosh yes you're so funny i do because i was because so this is what happened with my with my number count is um before i started having sex i was like okay if i tell jesus i'm not gonna have sex until i get married or 30 okay that's fine But then I turned, yeah, and then I turned 30, and I was like, okay, well, I don't, I want to be, like, intentional about this, so I'm just going to wait a little bit longer, and then when, I think I was, I was 31, I think I was 31 turning 32, something, yeah, and then I was like, I quit, I'm going to have sex now, and then, um, but probably when I was in my early 20s, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that I want to have, like, multiple partners but I didn't want to say that out loud because go to hell and right. this is really bad I don't want to be a hoe and a whore but I was like what just one teen for the rest of my life seems so sad,
1: <laughs> so sad. that's cool you figured that out even before you had sex once, you'd already figured out that you'd want more than one partner. That's amazing.
0: Because I knew, because I was always so horny all the time. Like, I remember being horny, like, at five, and I was like, this is going to be a long journey till 30. Like, it was (laughs) rough. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I don't like it. And so in my mind, I was in my 20s, I asked myself, I was like, okay, well, if I choose to, like, have more than one partner, then – total in my life i'm gonna choose seven because seven was a holy number so i was like oh sure yeah Yeah, that makes sense to me yeah and so going from zero (laughs) to seven was i was like truly that's that's a lot for a lifetime seven so like i'm not gonna do more than seven i promise and i told god no more than so and then in my mind i was like okay so i'm gonna get married at 30 or 31 and then i'm not gonna have sex and then if and when we get divorced then i'll go from two to seven after a divorce that's what i was thinking so then i (laughs) follow god but also i could have the multiple partners before i die it's fair (laughs) that was my thing
1: it sounds perfectly logical
0: (laughs) thank you i appreciate your support so then so then when i started my whole phase over here and I was like, "Wow, I'm getting close to seven. A lot faster than I anticipated." <laughs> and then, um, when I hit eight, I was like, "Well, I'm at eight. It might as well be five hundred. I don't know." And I was like, ah, all of them are fine." So then, oh, cool. Yeah. So I I know my number, and I I just hit another milestone recently, and I really yeah. Do you I care did. To share? Uh. 50 so like i'm at above, nice. a little bit above 50 now and i was like that's a lot and my neighbor who knows my whole, <laughs> whole face she's turning 50 and so i tell her about all of this shit all the time and she was like you before i turn 50 in october you have to have sex with 50 dudes like that's the rule <laughs> like we do this together and i was like okay okay i'll see what i can find and so <laughs> and so i went digging and fishing trying to find and like because of the covid uh 19 all of this oh. all of the quality dudes are gone now so it's literally dead gutter fish now like it the pickings are horrendous and so
1: especially I, when you're not having sex with korean guys
0: yeah, I'm in Chinese China. Guy. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. no, I'm not going to because why? I don't know. Uh, God, no. And so, like, <laughs> just no. And, like, um, so I was stuck at 48 for the longest. And literally every day, my neighbor was like, Did you find 50 yet? And I was like, No, I can't. I'm at 48. I am not going to find another one. I'm stuck. And then I was. And then, I was like i don't know what i'm gonna do because like i literally cannot find people find dudes and then (laughs) i think i went to a party at someone's house and i got like four contacts like and i was like okay i'll have sex with all of them and (laughs) so messy because they're all friends i don't care and so then i was like oh this is bad (laughs) this is really bad and then um, really good (laughs) but also really good and so i finally um I finally got to 50, and I, like, the dude finished, and I was done, and then as soon as he got off on top of me, I rolled over in, in his bed, and I texted my neighbor, and I was like, we did it, we did it, 50, we did it, success, and she was like, I'm so proud of you, <laughs> that's hilarious, I love I love that so much. It was so cute. And we had a we had and she was like, Now we can have a party for my birthday and because you fucked fifty men and I was like, Okay, we have a party <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so cute. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's goes... yes. teeth
1: men. I mean really because yeah. I sorry I interrupted. But like um like from like both of us, but like from like Purity culture and getting over the fear of hell and getting over mm-hmm. like all these crazy, uh, like uh, hurdles, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to the point where we can be proud of ourselves for you know and it's not like and and a lot of people are like oh well you know you must not be fulfilled it must be you're you're just because you know you're unhappy with yourself so you have sex with all these men no No. you know it doesn't have anything to do with that you know it literally has zero things
0: Mm -hmm. say what? it has zero things to do with any of that like literally I wake up some days and I'm like "Mm, I really would like some friction near my vulva like that's literally all (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) Let me see if I can find another dead gutter fish. Who's available? I don't know. Like, it's so bad. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think also when it comes to body count or number count or sexual partner count that you know, it always is a negative slight to the woman. Like, we're not supposed right. to have this. And that's right. in religious and non-religious circles. And I was like, it, like it's one, none of your business. Like, if a dude's like, how many men have you been with? And I was like, that's not none of your business, none. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed with dudes is like, um, if they find out that you are non-monogamous or openly dating or having sex with multiples they treat you completely different than if you are potentially interested in being monogamous with that one with them right and i was like oh hell yeah. no Mm-mm, we're not doing that either and so there's a lot of misogyny connected to the body count which is or partner count because uh and i think that's why like my therapist was yelling at me why does it matter cuz it doesn't but also in these circles with people and their feelings they get really upset Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah you know um i noticed that the older i've gotten people don't fucking care Mm -hmm. anymore they just expect you to be have slept with a lot of people like you know and so i haven't had that question asked for at least 10 years
0: that's fabulous yes yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah um sometimes i do I, it depending on my nude like or my mood like if it's somebody asks, if a dude asks and i'm like hmm, three <laughs> and then they're like oh okay that's a good number and then um but most of the time it's it's just so dumb um yeah yeah but there's still a lot of dudes who are expecting a virgin and i was like fam i am 35 like no Well that was another number that hit was when I hit thirty five and I was like, Oh no, I'm I'm more partners than I have number of eight of years. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yay me. Yeah, I did it. I did it. So the the men, they don't know what their number is. And I was like, Well if you don't know then yeah and matter. Then it, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I don't know. But if somebody wants to have zero partners, if they want to have two or eight, then that's their prerogative too. Um, but for me, right. I want to make sure that the person, like the person who has the body, makes that decision for them, not society right. or right. the other the other partner. Yeah.
1: You you really still run into men that want a virgin? Exactly. I'm flabbergasted.
0: By that Yeah, but also like if you think like yes, so since I'm abroad, I'm not sure what it's like to be hoeing around or being sexually active in in the West because I'm in I'm in the East, and so I'm thinking that might have a lot to do with it, even though I'm in a mega city. So yeah, but like the cultures that I encounter are from very religiously conservative places whether it's islam or christianity or uh uh what's the other hindu i haven't had too many from them but yeah like they are still um expecting for women to wait for them at their house to uh be available for them whenever they want to have sex and like i'm not supposed to have a sex drive I need to be monogamous to them, while they can just fuck around with whoever they want. Um, huh. It's like being back in The *Handmaid's Tale*, and I was like, "No, no, pumpkin, this is not what we're doing." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, it's funny. Um, I have a uh, my Ecuadorian friend lived in, or a an Ecuadorian friend because I have a few of them, um, uh, lived in China for I don't know five six years something like that, and there are lots of Russians there of russians. Um, yes. and so he would you know get himself involved with all these russians uh russian girls and uh,
0: do you have a lot of
1: russian guys do you have you um slept with a lot of russian guys no there? i
0: i like uh the motherland africa uh that's the majority because they're always available hello <laughs> I I think you're beautiful, (laughs) beautiful quick. And I was like, okay, fine, you can come over. (laughs) Um, The second one, the second area would probably be, there's a lot of like Pakistan, India kind of area. And then like... Interesting. Yeah, but the Russians, like they like local flavor and the brown ones, but they don't really go for the black ones. And so... Within this context, there's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of racism, a lot of preference towards like it's it's wild to me. And so, um, yeah, Russians will go for uh, because in this society they're prettier because they're we call them the blue eyes. It's it's, it's bad, but that's what that's what the Chinese call them. They're like ah blue eye. We like this one. I was <laughs> like okay, so. Um, they can have their pick and also like um stereotypically they don't argue a lot so like a lot of the locals who a lot of the locals no 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 a lot of the foreigners non-chinese will go for the russians because russian women because they don't put up a fight if they are cheated on yeah Um
1: interesting
0: yeah huh. it's wild but um they they like the they're a lot more docile and that's what the men have told me i don't know this to be a fact and then as far as the men the russian men they will go for the locals the chinese so huh. i never approached which is fine um with their hands yeah i remember mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah um, it's funny cause I remember, uh, my friend saying, uh, that <laughs> he always got these Russian, crazy Russian girls crazy, and they yes. would like, they would like cry, yeah. stalk him, yes. all kinds of like, like cry right up like during and right after sex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's not, I mean, people do that, I get you know, here too. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah. but like, But the whole, like, tons of stuff. I mean, probably 15 of them. Like, Mm -hmm. he always had a girl that was really crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That was doing all the weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so.
0: That's what the guys uh, have told me. It's so it's so dumb. Like, we talked beforehand, before we started recording, on being fetishized. Like, by me being fetishized by so many. And I've gotten, and fetishized is basically, like, when somebody, a person thinks, um, like oh my god, it's just like you're just so amazing, and I it's like I'm a, a the person is a toy, not a uh, an actual human person. Uh, right. And so I've got I get that a lot from all of the races, and being someone who is a dark skinned black woman, it's wild to me. And so, um, like the local Chinese, they're like, I don't understand your body, and I want to know more. So they, I told you before, they're like, ah your hair on the top of your head is curly, so does that mean your vagina hair is curly? And I was like, listen. (laughs) So, like, you can easily look this up on the internet. Um, Easily. Not difficult. Not difficult. You don't need me to be telling you all this shit. Stop asking questions. Stop asking these questions. No. I don't know you. This is weird. (laughs) And then the white guys, like, they want to explore different races because they can because in their context back home they're probably surrounded only by white people and so then when they get to uh, have lots of foreigners around they're like oh brown is great yellow is great black is great all of them great great and they don't yes and then the African,
1: that's actually i mean yeah. in a way that's really really good
0: in that's a way they can open yeah
1: up, they can try i mean they can open up their mind and, and, and instead of being so pigeonholed Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Yeah, but the pigeonhole part, it's problematic when they only want to do this to, like, fulfill their sexual bucket list. Like, oh, I had a brown one already, and check, and I have a black one, and check. Like, that can, uh, can I mean, be. I do that with my men, but...
1: You know.
0: I do, too, but I don't like it when it's done to me. <laughs> yep, guilty. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so dumb. The white, so then, like, the... Black Americans, they want local flavor. So I've only had one out of the fifty something, and that was like, like last week. And then um oh, wow. yeah, recent. And then the Africans, they will go for those with with they go the path of least resistance because they they're just all out here acting crazy. And then which is sad. <laughs> they're embarrassing yeah. themselves. And then um so they will go Uh-oh. for the Chinese. Literally anywhere that has a hole. And then they will come back to me once they miss their home or their people. Yes.
1: Oh, that doesn't sound that great.
0: Oh, it's horrible. So then it's crazy to me. So I have, in literally the middle of having sex, the guy will be like, oh my God, I've missed this so much. And I was like, because I have boobs like, and I'm juicy. like, This is just... Wow, this is so awful <laughs> yeah and they tell me about how unpleasant it is to have sex with Chinese women and I was like I mean thanks but also like that's <laughs> <laughs> really I don't know what to like I'm glad you're sad like I don't know I don't know how to Yeah,
1: what that. am I supposed to do with this I have no <laughs> idea what I'm supposed to how I'm supposed to react Thank
0: to you. this but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, so. bizarre oh it's wild wild <laughs> Yeah. so let's see where were we with your story back to the back to the point um oh yeah so i was curious about like your um as you were navigating like your sexual journey afterwards like did you have rules or was it just like any pain will do um, did you date? Was it like hookups only? Was it long-term relationships and open or closed? Like how, have like, what has this journey been like for you?
1: So what I didn't say about how I got my numbers to stay down oh, for the yes. longest time was, um, that I just decided that because I couldn't Necessarily deny the guys because I was supposed to please them.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, that and because they were tempted, I tempted them. Of course, right? And of course, they would say things like, "Well, I have blue balls. Don't give me, blue, you know, like mm. all this stuff. You have to something, you mm. know." I remember guys that kind of thing, or I bought you lunch, you know, mm. um, <laughs> you know or dinner mm. or whatever. And so um, I got really, really, really good at blowjobs. <sighs> Uh, that was my out. Is
0: genius. Yep.
1: Yeah, and in fact, to the point where I, everybody I sleep with, compliments me so much. <laughs> like <jobs>. oh, so, <laughs> <Yeah. glad. laughs> so there you go. I I won that one. You know, uh, <laughs> and, uh, when the, when the blue ribbon, uh, and, um, you know, my other skills as well, but definitely okay. that, yes. uh, but yes. yeah, so that's how I was able to, to keep my numbers down, um, mm-hmm. uh, for a while when I cared, when you um, care. and yeah, when I cared. And then, um, as far as rules, you know, after a while, it was, you know, I, how should I say, I, I was there, I still felt like I was there to please men, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. it wasn't as necessarily that I wanted to, it was necessarily so that whole, you know, sexual co- coercion stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they would kill mm-hmm. me into it, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> it, I, at some point, I was like, this is, I want to be able to enjoy it. I want to do it on my terms, Mm. I want, you know, it took Mm. me a while, it sounds really bad, but like, so like putting up that boundary, right, um, it sounds so simple to probably most people, but it was a hard, it was hard hard for me, Mm. yeah, and, um, so, uh, I shared with you yesterday that, um, it was my, my first and the, and and granted, I mean, a lot of my twenties were the sexual courage kind of stuff, right? And um, but like it wasn't until I was thirty five that I had my first orgasm. Mm. And so yeah, so it was a, kind of a and it wasn't because I think a lot of it had to do with me being so uptight, yes, right? Yeah. Just with with. Sex and I mean I enjoyed it for a while at that point. Like I, on, like I, I enjoyed it for years uh, uh, to that point. Um, but it was like, oh, I can't have an orgasm. Oh, my body can't do it. Then I there was always these limitations. There's mm. always like something that was wrong that I was always trying to overcome. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so. Um, a very, 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 very nice guy uh, decided that he was going to help me out with that. Aww. And other people had offered or like wanted to and made it their mission, but they made it so that it was, it was a chore and they got pissed off when I didn't get an orgasm or I didn't come with them or I didn't, you know, it was my fault. So then that kind of built up like... I don't know. I just, I I guess I just can't do it. Like something's wrong with my body. I guess not all women can do, you know, like all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way this guy approached it was he just was like, Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, have, I'm going to get you to orgasm or I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. And then never mentioned it again, uh, until a few times later, like, I don't know, probably uh, it was under five times and he, actually got me to or i was like "Ooh, what what is that (gasps) oh you know and Ah! yeah so he yeah it was so there was no pressure we didn't talk about it again he he didn't make me feel guilty Mm -hmm. you know it was just like something that he was gonna do and he just left it at that and and then i was able to kind of release and um we had amazing he's he's my number one partner i mean like ever like he uh, we have good sex together.
0: <laughs> I so, love yes. it. First orgasms; <laughs> those are those are special. I'd have to think about. Yeah. I had orgasms before, like when I was experimenting with masturbating before I had sex, and so like I did. Well,
1: if that counts, I I did too
0: But I mean, partnered right. orgasm is like that's different than like a masturbating yeah, sort of thing. It or more,
1: it's. Like. it's it, it, you, you're so
0: vulnerable like yes. they see
1: everything down there, there you know you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, you know like at that time I was like I don't want them to see it's, it's ugly I'm sure it's ugly you know like yeah. all these things like yeah. um or what if it's different with another people or what if it mm-hmm. you know like all these all these you know thoughts and um yeah. so uh yeah I didn't and then I was like oh they probably don't like it they're probably just like there were lots of times where I didn't like certain things, but I still did it. But yeah, I didn't want him to, to do it to, you know, or somebody to do that to me, you know, give me pleasure, even if I was enjoying it and he wasn't. So, um, uh, but yeah, just all the, all the thoughts, all the worry, cause I was supposed to do the pleasing. It was my job. I was, I was the woman I was, you know, all these things. And so yeah, him, like a, a guy pleasing me, I just couldn't like, and with all those extra thoughts, you know, I just, I just couldn't get over it. And then, um, uh, yeah, but 35,
0: yay. Oh, congratulations. It makes me so happy. Like when people. <laughs> Six finally... years
1: ago. Now. And since then I have taught lots of guys how to get me off.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm telling you exactly. You have hot, to tell hot. them this is how you yep. do it. This you touch this yep. button and there we go. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm working on with my therapist now. She was like, "You, you, you have to tell them what you want." I was like, "But they should know, like that." And she's, "No, no, actually." <laughs> so I'm currently working on that one now, and I, I don't understand. So I have to pay my therapist more money, but um, so <laughs> <that> much money. <laughs> yes.
1: I'm so glad you understand because it was like, it, like that whole process. Like it's a whole big, humongous process, it's huge. and. and- yeah like like learning okay well i guess i should say something it's it actually hurts right now should i say something like right. this is very uncomfortable like yeah. you know those, yeah. the things and i didn't with a lot of people right you know mm-hmm. and i didn't tell them that mm-hmm. it was horrible and that you know their finger in that place actually like they rub it too hard or do mm-hmm. something too you know yeah. and it was just like can, when is it done can i um Can't, can i go <laughs> You know, yeah, and Can it was like go? one of those, right? <laughs> right. Can you yeah, it was like calculating when I could say something okay. where it wouldn't be so rude and I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable, but when could they get the fuck out? You know, like I went over,
0: absolutely <laughs> get out my vagina, get out my house. We're done, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah absolutely yeah.
1: or how can i leave oh yeah um i just remembered i have you know like, right. <laughs> like what is believable like yes. what can i get away at? like how can yeah. i escape yeah.
0: But, yeah and it's sad that sex has is like that so often for so many people yeah. but it is a reality like that yeah. and as women like we're supposed to take all of the all of what they offer and when what they offer is just you know peanuts like it's just sad. Like y'all can do better like this is not okay um and I think like in my journey like I have like my number one and then I have like my number two favorite that I'll just remember for the rest of my days because they destroyed me (laughs) it was amazing but like um like I'm so grateful for those great partners in the midst of all of the depravity because I'm like oh at least I had these because then I can use my imagination. But like, and then whenever you have those who are, like, I don't personally think that there is, like, mm, yes, there's terrible and bad sex, but I don't think that someone only has bad sex. I think that it's, if it is deeply caring and others focused, then I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. But for me, If it's bad, it's because a person was selfish um, or not paying attention or disrespectful. Then I'm like, uh uh, don't do that. I don't like this.
1: Just fucking the hole. Just fucking the hole. Fucking a hole. Yeah, it just depends on, I guess, how it's done, right? And then what mood you're in, too. Mm Because sometimes you just want to like. Sometimes
0: Sometimes I just want some friction. Mm hmm. That was number 50. I just want, I called him up (laughs) because he's a friend of my friend. And, um, he wanted to marry me, of course, because he wanted a green card. And I was like, H- hell, hell no. But then, um, so I made it sound like I was interested. Like, I didn't I did not not say I was interested to, or not interested, if that makes sense. So, like, he was like, <laughs> I, I want you, like, let's talk about the future and stuff. And I was like, okay, we can talk about it. But I was like, literally, I'm just here for sex. Like, that's yeah. all. And I need you to pay for my dinner because I don't want to pay for it. And he 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 really thought that like I was just gonna be the one for him and no dear, I I need to tell my neighbor that you're number fifty and I want dinner and I need some friction. Like that's literally the only reason I'm here. Like and I remember I'm telling you. To marry you. I'm not here to marry you. I'm, I'm not, not, gonna, I'm not gonna So ask. stop asking. <laughs> And I remember telling my neighbor, I was like, I'm on my way to number 50. And she was like, so you don't even really want to have sex? Nope, not really. I'm here for num- to see that it's number 50. <laughs> she goes, okay, well, tell me how it was when you come back. And so, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's a, for, I mean, that's a milestone for you. So I could see, well, I mean, for her too, I guess. But like, yeah. it was a, it was a milestone. I mean it meant something to you it yeah, wasn't I just did. like it wasn't it wasn't only well it was number 50 but, like, <laughs> <It was. laughs> yeah. Yeah. but you did that for you as well I, I mean. did
0: to, yeah. yeah and that's my yeah. that's my personal soapbox is I do these things for me like it's not for anybody else and thankfully I have like a gaggle of stories I could go on for days and days about this the drama no, and the too. nonsense days and days and days but <laughs> yes. overall like I'm just figuring out myself through having sex or, like, engaging in this kind of way. And it's such a beautiful process. It's messy and it's very wet. Nobody told me that sex was wet. And, <laughs> yes, but yeah. it's 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 great. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So what is happening for you now as you are, like, you're on the internet and you're sharing your thoughts and, like, um... Are you going to get married again? Or you are like, oh, absolutely not? Are you... not oh, you're no. not. This is not for you. Okay.
1: No. Um, no, I don't want to fall into... You know how when you get... Well, you don't. You, you haven't been married, right?
0: Hell no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I watch um, it on the internet and it just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like a good idea.
1: Yeah. Um, so my experience um and from watching friends and stuff like that is when you get married and you sign that piece of paper they change mm-hmm. it's really a bizarre thing like it, it's like they chase you they chase you so i got like you know roses and all the things and all the stuff and the nice decent, and i'm not necessarily talking about um yeah. Anyway. And then my friends, you know, they, the same thing, you know, as soon as they sign the piece of paper though, mm-hmm. they changed yeah. and they were no longer treated special. It's like the chase was over. They got them. Mm-hmm. So uh, where's my dinner kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and, um, I don't ever, I don't ever want to be in that position where I feel obligated cause I get myself into situations and then I feel obligated to do things. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and then I stop chasing what I want to do and my goals and my desires and, you know, yeah. all that. And I just, um, I want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And, and I have great relationships with people um, that I never intend on marrying, mm-hmm. you know, and they know that. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, it's good for me.
0: i love it i love it i think for me i probably i i would have to like i would agree to marriage but i would want a sneaky link on the side and i would let you know like listen i'm going to see my other peen like not not you today or i would also i also think that if i were to get married um it would probably be a woman and then have a penis on the side something like this but yeah because i think like for purchasing property it's wonderful and like having the extra paper tax write-off is great um right. yeah but other than that like i i really don't see the point and <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like, taking care, yeah. uh, t- taking care of someone else... I mean, a lot of times it ends up being... Right? Because a lot of... The way some people are... Some guys are. Most guys are, I think. Mm-hmm. Even. I entered mm-hmm. to guess. Um, where you just end up taking care of them. It's like an um, oh. another kid. And you have to be... You know... Y- you're not the priority anymore. Whereas, if you just... No, I'm generalizing, of course, so guys don't get mad at me, Mm
0: -hmm. but, like,
1: if, like, if I'm just by my, like, if I'm not doing the monogamy thing, if I'm polyamorous or whatever, everybody takes care of them. Sure, you're taking care of other, you you, you know, other people's needs and stuff like that, too, right, but they understand that, like, you focus on you first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and um, generally speaking, I should say absolutely. Cool. Um, so it's it's a different dynamic. Um, I generally I like to call myself non monogamous, mm-hmm. um, and um, I haven't done the polyamory thing really. I've just done the mon- non monogamy thing. Yeah, and everybody knows which used to be called dating.
0: Imagine, I mean, imagine. <laughs>
1: yes and so uh it's it's really cool because everybody just everybody knows like they're not the only one and you know we we do our thing uh whether or not there's intimacy as far as no I'm not just talking sex but like intimacy or not or you know Mm -hmm. whether or not it's it's um just a a good time Mm -hmm. a play time whatever it is right and um it's just really nice to, because you're not ignoring yourself, or I'm not ignoring myself,
0: rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It doesn't,
1: other people don't take over your life, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just by being in it necessarily. I mean, yeah, I think that's what I mean.
0: Yeah. For me, like, I, um, <laughs> so I was talking with my neighbor, na- everything is connected to my neighbor, just because, like, I tell she's she's my neighbor, so she's heard me fucking all these dudes, like and she sees the shoes, and it's just it's my neighbor <laughs> and so like um, and so uh, she was like, which is shocking to me out of all these dudes, I have yet to have a boyfriend, so I've only been like hooking up with these dudes and sleeping with them but like i don't see the point point. and also and so but the one from last week that i met i was like oh my gosh i like this one and so we did talk about what that would mean and when we were talking i was like i think it's best because he lives in the town over and we can't see each other because like we have jobs and it's comp, it's it's um we it's physically dis distanced and Um, I was like, well, on the internet, it's called ethical consensual non-monogamy. And he was like, what in the world is this? And I was like, okay, well, it basically is we like each other, but also like we can see and date, we can like see and have sex with other people, but like we choose what these rules are. And he was like, I'm going to have to look this up later. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So then the following time that we talked, he goes, I looked up this consensual ethical non-monogamy. And I was like, no, it's ethical consensual non-monogamy because of that (laughs) Instagram hashtag. And he goes, basically it's dating. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) He's like, you're openly dating. He's like, I'm old. Because he's in his 40s. And he's like, I'm old. We call this dating. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what it is. That's what I said. <laughs> yes.
1: I agree with all those words, except that I'm old par. I'm 41,
0: but I am not old. <laughs> No, definitely not old. And so it was so cute. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I have noticed that like when people are willing to be non-monogamous and say that they are non-monogamous, they have the deeper conversations on what the relationship is going to be. Rather than uh, assuming these things, so many true. people like in it like they say, okay, well, we're dating, we're in a relationship, and then I'll ask, or I love you, and I'm like, okay, great. What does that What does that mean? And they're like, it means we're in a relationship. But what What are the parameters? The boundaries? Like, right. what What's my role? What's your role? And they're like, well, you're my girlfriend. And I was like, that's not clear. Like, what is this? But for those folks who have like talked about this. They're like, this is what I do. This is what I will not do. These are the things that I'm interested in. This is what I do not offer this. Like, I appreciate that a whole lot more. That's
1: true. Yeah. That's true. You know, it's funny, because like, I feel like so many people accidentally got into relationships mm-hmm. because it was unclear. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're dating. Oh, my boyfriend. And like, what the fuck? I just went out to date. Like, you know a couple times like mm-hmm. we're not boyfriend girl you know like mm-hmm. or whatever right and um like I feel like that used to happen a lot and the clarity now I think is is like you were saying like complete, like super helpful I having rather, those conversations
0: yeah yes I am down to DTR define the relationship at the very beginning like great so we had sex what what is what are we doing what 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 when are you coming over uh do not call me I hate phone calls don't call me <laughs> unless you're on your way don't do this I don't have time for it Mm-mm. don't ask me how are you in the morning don't ask me have I eaten I don't care I'm probably going to ignore you it's not personal <laughs> Yeah. don't do that and the I hate the of- question where mm-hmm.
1: are you going what are you doing oh what did my you-? god like, that annoys me so much i mean wow. to the point where i get angry and block people like because they, if they do it multiple times and oh i'm like god. and i warn them or whatever mm-hmm. like i do not mm-hmm. those questions are kind of invasive i think there are also also like trigger questions for me because my parents were so mm. controlling mm. And I, what are you doing what are you going where are you doing you mm-hmm. know like all those things mm-hmm. and so like I just can't I just I refuse to, Why not? to yeah yeah and the thing is is if I don't know you hardly what the fuck are you doing ask those questions anyway mm-hmm. like I understand <laughs> it it's like a, a a friend not the eating part that's ridiculous but like what would mm-hmm. you eat that's so stupid to it's me anyway <laughs> but like but like where are you going we, but like a friend can can say it in a way that I won't take it that way right but if you're just a new person on the block and you feel like you're gonna ask me those questions mm-mm. Mm-mm. that is not
0: happening no <laughs> not at all yeah 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 and like <laughs> if if I if the guy's like hey how are you and I say I'm fine I was fine yesterday also so like we can skip that question like we can go to anyone Eight. like it's fine right like it's, Yeah, or how's the weather? We live in the same city. I think the weather is the same where you are as where I am because you are 20 minutes away, I swear.
1: They actually ask that? These
0: dumbasses. Like, this is, seriously, it's really bad. Mm -hmm.
1: That's really weird. Yeah, Yeah.
0: One guy was like, uh, this one, his name was Cook Me My Rice because he told me to cook him some rice after we were done having sex. The audacity in my house. Cook me my rice, hell no! no. Okay. What the? Didn't you didn't type that. back. Uh, did I? I think I did because it was so awful, and I want I wanted some more entertainment, so I was like, "Oh, you can come back." I was bored. <laughs> did you? Did you want
1: to punish yourself? Was that? It? I
0: did. I did because, like, I've written the narratives for all of these dudes except for recently because, like, I'm a little tired of typing, but like. That one, once he left my house, like I wrote 3000 words because like it was nonstop bullshit the whole time he was in my house. I was like, this is unbelievable. And, and so that one, um, he was trying to meet up with me and my phone was going out of juice and you can't survive any like 10 minutes without a phone in China. and. Um, I was like, I, you know, if you're going to come within 10 minutes, I'll wait for you. But otherwise, I'm going to go. And he was like, you should charge your phone. And I was like, I don't need a dude to tell me to do something that, like, this is insulting. Of course I will. I don't have time for it. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, the whole uh, men telling me what to do thing. uh, Oh, wow. Especially things.
0: But, but anything, literally I, anything, <laughs> literally, anything. I need you to
1: shut your mouth, like, telling me, yeah, telling me, do this, and I'm like, uh, I know. hold up, and it's taken me, it took me a long time, now, I, I probably have got that down now for the last six years or so, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, before, I wouldn't necessarily say anything, but holy shit, it would just, like, anger me, mm-hmm. like, who the fuck, think you are. Right. You don't pay my bills. You don't do any you know, you yeah. have nothing to do. I voluntarily have you in my life right now. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a gift. I'm a motherfucking yeah. gift. That's what I wanna and sell them. I'm,
1: yeah. And I'm taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. You are no longer
0: absolutely you need to leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh well as we end today i'm curious like do you have some like wisdom nuggets that you want to share with folks like connected to the things that you've learned on your journey of post-divorced virgin and as you are exploring and playing or committing like what what would you like to share with the people
1: Wisdom nuggets. Um, I think. I think the important part is. Uh, don't feel like there's a time for something. Like mm. like you, mm. um, like you have to rush through certain parts of your your life um, and your sexual journey. Like you know how I even though I'm like damn it it took me like two years to get from point a to point b on my sexual journey from here to here or you know i'm like it shouldn't have taken me so long i kind of beat myself i beat myself up at the time um you know this is your life your journey don't Mm -hmm. rush it you know like do things when you're ready don't be pressured to to do um any anything you don't want to do and that includes like you know like i was i shared with you guys um the sexual coercion thing i mean so many guys make me feel guilty for not just because for not having sex or not um wanting to play just because you know they wanted to and i didn't and i let them get away with it and um don't do anything you don't want to do
0: literally that's all yeah mm-hmm. and and
1: that is it that i think that's that's all don't rush it do whatever you want to do you know and as long as it's not harming people do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. uh i i um and want to encourage people to explore their body to um masturbate mm-hmm. to um uh People, you know, people. Women can orgasm. It's mostly, and I'm not sure, you know, who needs to who needs to hear this, but most women orgasm, uh, with stimulation, uh, that is not with the peanuts, um, oral stimulation. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind, um, and go forth and have fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, as we close, like, are there, is there anything else that you'd like to share, like, or did you get everything off your chest, or did you, do you have something that you want to say again because it was super important, or are you good? I think I'm
1: good. I I really like how everything happened.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. Everybody's body has a story, and so... Yes, I am thrilled. How can people find you, support you, uh, learn what you do? Where are you on the internet? What things are you working on? Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, you can find me at the divorce Virgin just on Instagram right now. I'm keeping it, uh, keeping it simple. Um, I, uh, somebody said, Oh, you need to do TikToks and stuff. I'm, I'm just now doing podcasts and kind of sticking my toe in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I might, I might eventually get there. Um, uh, but yeah, just Instagram at the divorce, or it's like at the divorce Virgin, And then, um, I'm writing a book, Oh, actually, a few yeah. of them. I need ideas, though, because I'm like, is my story, like, would people actually buy my story? Like, is it really that, int- you know, like, do I need to put other people's stories in it, too? Like, how should I, you know, do that? Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to figure all that out. But meanwhile, yeah. yes, I am writing a story. Also, um, an adult illustrated uh like almost like a children's book but like sexually themed i love it yeah it's gonna be hilarious oh, uh yes. yeah you know like um brenda and her beaver or Br- brenda and yes. you know like that one have mm-hmm. you seen that
0: i love that one yes
1: i crack up every i've th- probably watched it like Fifty times or more. I love it. I it out every time. It's rest up. But anyway, yeah. So it's going to be something like that, um, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. And uh,
0: so that's what I'm up to. Oh, my God. I can't. Well, whenever you write your Brenda Beaver version or whatever, like, I will tell all the people because that is fabulous. And people will absolutely read your story because everybody's body has a story and it needs to be in a book. So I support it.
1: Well, thank Mm -hmm. you. I, I feel like this. I feel the same. I feel like if we normalize what we've been through and not, you know, we've already been through so much fear. Mm hmm. You know, and now like, and then, and then because of our background and stuff, like there's shame,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So dealing and, but being able to, to share it with people who, and it normalize it for them, you know, too. Mm-hmm. So it's healing for me, but also uh, for other people, you know, it's like, oh, it happened to somebody else too, or Absolutely. I hate I that. And it's just, to me, that's just so important. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so anyway. Uh, that's- <laughs> thank you
0: so much for sharing your story. And you are an absolute gem.
1: <laughs> thank yeah. you. I, thank you for the opportunity. You're amazing.
0: Oh, thank you. Don't you love her? My God. thank you so much divorce the divorce virgin for letting me be the one to pop your cherry i was so excited to say that joke and i'm going to say it for the rest of my life because i think it's hilarious anyway um your bravery and your willingness to go above and beyond and to move past um your childhood and what you were taught to become the beautiful version of yourself that you are today and I can't wait to see you blossom in all of the places that you will go around the world. Well, for those of you who are listening, you are also welcome to share your story and follow the first Follow the Divorce Virgin on the internet. Her work is fabulous and um, the conversations that she has are fabulous. And she also checks her DMs. So uh, talk with her and learn from her and watch her story and... um, it's such a beautiful journey. I love Instagram for that. Also, um, if you are interested, please come share your host story, your story connected to your body. Um, You are welcome to do so here. And also, you can do so anonymously if you would like to. Um, find me at Holy Coitus, H-E-A-U-X-L-Y-C-O-I-T-U-S on the Instagram and also on the regular internet. Um, until next time, y'all, please be kind to yourself. Have as many orgasms as you want. And also, uh, Oreos, if that's your thing, eat all of them. Or chocolate chip cookies, cake, or maybe it's spaghetti. I don't know. Um, enjoy living here on this beautiful planet that we have. Um, so, have a lovely afternoon, morning, day, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this And see you next time, y'all. Bye-bye.